Welcome to the Magic on the Inside podcast by the Sisters Enchanted, where we chat magic, hot topics, personal development, and good old-fashioned life. Brew up something delicious and sit with us for a spell. Welcome to this episode of the Magic on the Inside podcast. Y'all know me. I'm Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted, and I am joined today by my friend, Valinda, who is, if you've been in the Sisters Enchanted ecosystem for, I don't know, the last few years or even more recently, then you have seen Valinda's face come along somewhere. I'm sure she recently, uh, guest presented in, uh, our tarot event for our fifth birthday. Belinda has taught bonus classes for lots of different programs of ours. And currently her class on the moon centers is featured in our holistic witchery program. And so I wanted to bring Belinda on to chat with us. So hello, my friend, Belinda. Sarah, Sisters Enchanted. So great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I love working with you guys. And Sarah and I actually had our same five-year business anniversary because I met Sarah in a business course. So kind of cool. Five years. Do you believe it's been five years? No. (laughs) And I would have never known when I started five years ago that I would be where I am today. Did you? No, my goodness. No. No. Yeah amazing how when you just kind of put one foot in front of the other what happens yeah yeah you just finished your first teacher training your first online teacher training Um, well hosting it you're you are a teacher but (laughs) you're already you didn't get training you just hosted I I just certified my first group of kundalini teachers ever because I did I have certified hatha teachers before I don't know if your audience knows the difference but kind of the yoga you see in the magazines you know, the triangle and the down dog, that's Hatha yoga. So Ha means sun, Tha means moon, Hatha yoga. It's all about balancing the left and right sides of the body. It's really working on the musculoskeletal system. Whereas Kundalini works on the nervous system, the glands, the organs. So we're doing more breath work, more chanting, more moving, simple, simple postures. So it's a really simple form of yoga that gives you massive results. So Um, So yeah, this was my first time and the gift in the garbage from COVID was Yoga Alliance allowed us to do online yoga teacher trainings for the first time in history. So yeah, I think that that's so amazing because that was quite the undertaking for you. You did it over a very, I I wrote my, um, this is my third iteration of my manual and I literally just printed it. Thanks to you. You told me about Lulu. That's where I got them printed. And um, yeah, this is my third iteration. And one of your girls did my teacher training, Jen Bauer. Yes, Jen is, I've met, I've had the pleasure to meet Jen in real life a few times, actually. She's amazing. She She is. is. She's so dedicated and she's teaching kids yoga now. So if you need kids yoga, and she's actually working with the hospital in her area to um, teach kids yoga there because they saw such progress with her daughter. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah, just, you know, one foot in front of the other, listen to your intuition and, and see what happens, you know, magic happens. I love that magic on the inside. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So let's take a step back and I want you to, well, what, what should we, so you are, let's tell me a little bit more about you and then we can a little bit more about Kundalini yoga, which you started to get into. So you are, uh, you were teaching in person 
before and online. So you offer online programs and you taught in person before COVID. Uh, are you back to teaching in person or not quite yet? I'm teaching one live class a week at Bay Club Rolling Hills. I'm in the South Bay of Los Angeles. So I'm in um, Palos Verdes, Rolling Hills, Torrance, Redondo Beach area in Los Angeles. So yeah, one class a week live. And we were outside um, for like six months. We've been outside six feet apart with masks and we just went back inside. So Was it wild? We're still, we're still six feet apart with masks. And then our governor just announced June 15th our numbers have now dropped. I think we're, we're like below 1%. So we're going to, um, everything goes back to normal. Yeah. It's going to be weird <laughs> I, because I haven't really been teaching breathing techniques in my life yeah. because of COVID. So yeah. I'd imagine it's so strange just where, so I'm on the other side of the country, Connecticut, and we can go, uh, if you are vaccinated, you don't have to wear your mask into like, um, any business that you know, as long as they're comfortable, they can have their own rules, obviously. But I walked into a grocery store without my mask on and it felt so strange. I was like looking around at everybody and kind of just feeling really visible and like not. <laughs> I don't know if you're an introvert, but I am, but it is kind of a hiding thing. And my daughter's is. introverted and, you know, she has social anxiety. So she's actually loves the mask. She's like, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> that's so you and I have talked in the past like five years ago about my daughter who she's now she'll be seven but my daughter we were just I think when you and I were starting to get closer and really talking to each other I was noticing some things with my daughter and I was uh, getting different services and she's still getting but my daughter she loves wearing the mask like she just it feels really good wearing it and I think it's that whole piece where it's she's has social anxiety it helps her just feel more at ease yeah it's interesting so yeah we've had this collective trauma and now we're going to be coming out of it and there's another kind of traumatic thing happening to switch <laughs> back you know so we all went inside and 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 you know quarantined and did that for over a year and now the opposite is happening so yeah it's so strange um Okay. So you have been doing, so you also are, you have a, a background in dance therapy, right? And movement and then yoga. So tell me uh, just the, like the bullet points of you, how long have you been doing this? What's your, what's your story there? Okay. Yeah. So I started yoga in 1994 in Santa Barbara, California. I'm from Mississippi. I got my undergraduate, my bachelor's degree in communication and my minor in dance. And then I moved out to California and um, started a dance movement therapy program at UCLA. So it's actually a two years master's degree. And I ended up working in hospitals with girls with eating disorders. So I don't know if people know movement therapy, it's not physical therapy. It's the psychological use of movement to help people integrate body mind. So it's very psychological. So I worked in, um, you know, I worked on psych wards and hospitals at Santa Barbara Cottage Hospital. I worked uh, again with eating disorder. I worked with girls in gangs. Um, so, you know, sensory processing stuff, people with emotional issues, people having, uh, you know, it's interesting because in yoga, we say when you live a short distance from your body, like you suffer a lot, like mm -hmm. we, we're talking a lot about integration. So that was in 92, I got my master's and then I found yoga in 94 and it was just like the perfect marriage because yoga is movement therapy. Yeah. 
Um, so I worked as full-time as a dance movement therapist for seven years in hospitals all around Santa Barbara. Um, I actually had three jobs in Santa Barbara just to try to make ends meet. <laughs> <laughs> Very expensive place to live. And um, yeah, and then I ended up moving to Japan and moving to Mexico. So I did a lot of like world travel, taught English in other countries to move around and live in other countries. And then, yeah, when I came back to Redondo Beach, California, I found an amazing teacher and she's still teaching in Hawaii. I'm actually going there in a couple of weeks. It's where I led my first yoga retreat in Hawaii, uh, in Kauai. And her name is Erica Faith Kalig and she leads, she does cloud nine yoga online. And I did my first teacher training in 1999. So I've been practicing yoga since 94 and teaching since like 99. And <laughs> so now- yeah. And so you started to tell us a little bit, the differences between Hatha yoga and Kundalini yoga. And I think that, uh, I always, I never, I don't know, maybe it's just me being at a loss for words, but I never how, know how to prepare people or explain to them. Like when I say that we have Belinda is going to be a guest teaching something and it's not what you're expecting when I say yoga, <laughs> uh, cause Kundalini yoga is really, I, I mean, I've never been, I, I do, I do yoga. I wouldn't call myself like a yogi or anything. I just, I like watch a video and I do the things. Um, but Kundalini yoga, when I do it with you or watch you do it, or one of the practices that you're doing, I can feel a difference in myself and the way that I'm thinking. And just like, almost like my space around me becomes tangible, you know, like my, my energetic self, it's like, I can feel it from even just 20 minutes of something that you're doing. So tell us some more about Kundalini yoga. So let's just start with the super basic. Kundalini was first mentioned in the Vedas, which are the most ancient texts. I think you talk about the Vedas. Yeah. Yep. In our, uh, in the energy, the chakra part of holistic yeah. retreat. Yeah. So the first time chakra. So Kundalini is chakra yoga. So that's why my course, my chakra course is in your, um, in one of your courses, your chakra magic course, because it, it just blends beautifully. Yeah. So Kundalini, Kundal means the curl of the hair of the beloved. Kundal is the feminine goddess energy at the base of your spine. And all we're doing in Kundalini is awakening that energy. So that's why there's a lot of this kind of movement. It's a very tantric practice, not meaning sex. People get that mixed up too. They're like, oh, do you teach sex yoga? No. <laughs> no. Um, tantra means to weave, to merge, to join. So we're joining the finite consciousness with the infinite consciousness. And I always say, you know, that sounds really out there, but when you do a practice with me, you get it. You totally yeah. get it. So we're looking, we're working on the physical, the mental, the spiritual, and the emotional aspects of the self. So the four aspects of the self is being integrated. So you can do it in a chair. It, that's what's so amazing. And one of the things people say over and over to me, Valinda, you make yoga accessible to everyone. That is kind of my thing because anybody can do yoga. If you can breathe, if you can talk, if you can do simple movements, you can practice with me. And so the difference between Hatha, so again, Ha means sun, Tha means moon, Hatha yoga is what you see in the magazines. Bikram is Hatha yoga, Ashtanga is Hatha yoga. So there's like this umbrella, right? And really Kundalini is part of Hatha yoga. It came out of Hatha yoga. But Kundal, the curl of the hair of the beloved, is it's, it's kind of a spinning energy. So what we do is we, we start to move and breathe to awaken 
the energy and it awakens very slowly. And then people go, oh, well, I heard about so-and-so who had a Kundalini awakening and mm. they went crazy. I've been doing this over 21 years. I've worked with thousands and thousands of students. It has never happened. It has never happened. Never. So we tune in, Ong Namo Guru Dev Namo, which means I bow to that infinite creative consciousness that lies within myself. So we're tuning in kind of to, you know, the, the energy of this beautiful practice that has been passed down for thousands of years. And it was passed down orally for a really long time before it got written. Um, so I, I feel like over the past 20 years, really what I've done is I've taken Kundalini as this beautiful practice and I've just, I've kind of whittled it down. And, uh, if you go to my YouTube channel, Valinda Yoga, I broke it down. Meditation as medicine, posture as medicine, breathing as medicine. And now we're in mantra as medicine. So man means mantra as a device or the heat of life or wave. It's hard to translate Sanskrit, as you know. It means so much. So what we're doing is we're using very simple breathing techniques, mantras, and movements to awaken your potential. And anybody can do it if you're open-minded and you want to try it. Um, yeah, just go to my YouTube channel and try it. I just And I do have a group on Facebook, Conversations with My Soul Sisters. So we've been doing 40-day meditations in there for five years. Yeah. <laughs> So we did, you know, eight one year, we did seven last year, we're on our fifth one this year. So I really teach women how to have like a three minute daily practice. Yeah. Because after I had my daughter, I kind of lost my practice because I was breastfeeding, you know, I mean, like, yeah. I, that's why I love working with moms, because I couldn't jump in the car and go to my Bikram class or go to my core power class or go to my Kundalini class. And I really, really went into depression. It was awful. Like uh, I share my story on my website, southbayoginis.com. I have a little video where I talk about, I felt like I lost myself, even though I gained my baby and I love yeah. her with all my heart. And it was so amazing, but I lost a piece of myself. I think that's so common for Oh, people. I'm just now getting it back. She's turning 17 this year. She literally drove herself to school for the first time today. She got her uh. That's like, oh, oh, like, oh my gosh, like yeah. I'm going on a personal, personal retreat by myself to Kauai, you know, like I, I'm just now getting myself back 17 years. So for me, having a three minute, six minute, nine minute, 11 minute, you can choose daily practice on my little sheepskin over here. It became my, my solace, like it became my my respite, it became my touchstone to connect with my soul. And that's how powerful Kundalini is because literally in three minutes, it works. Three minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell people all the time, if, if you can commit to three minutes a day, I can help you. Yeah, and I believe it because I've done your stuff for three minutes or five minutes. And then like the, the things I've done that are 20 to 30 minutes, uh, like I said, I can, it's almost it's like you can tangibly, like I can reach out and, and grab the change. You know, like I can, I just, it's a completely different, it's just a completely different energy about myself after having done it. And, uh, even just coming out here to talk to you, I, I asked myself, like, why haven't I committed more to doing Kundalini yoga regularly? Because I have you as a resource, right. And like all your courses, I have 
you know, we have like your moon centers material oh, and host it. Like, yeah. And you got tons of free, like all these things. Like, and then, and I think that part what you just mentioned about like losing uh part of yourself when you have kids, like my kids are now uh, four and six, my daughter will be almost seven. And I think that just like the whirlwind of life <laughs> is that where I don't think about it, but I think that that's what makes it even more important what you're doing. And for people to have somebody to say, listen, three minutes today, we're all doing it for three minutes. It's just three minutes. Yes. You know, like, I mean, the reality of the situation is you can find three minutes. Anytime. A lot of people say, oh, you have to do it first thing in the morning. No, I'm like, I'm the rule breaker in Kundalini. (laughs) I'm a huge rule breaker. Like, I'm like, no, you don't, you do it. Cause I used to force myself to get up at 4am and take the cold shower and do the practice. And, um, no. And then I started, you know, giving myself permission, giving myself permission. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to go teach all morning. I'm going to, you know, take my daughter to preschool and I'm going to come home at two in the afternoon and sit on the couch and do my practice. That changed my life. Giving myself permission to do it any time of day. Some nights I was doing it at 11 o'clock at night, you know, any time of day is fine to do this practice. Yeah. What I I love about it too, about Kundalini yoga and what, how you make it so accessible is that just the invitations that you give, you know, chant, if you can chant, if it's, if you it's, it's written down so you can read it, if you want to do that. Um, you know, if, if you can't quite keep up with the chant, that's okay. Move your body, uh, just being here and doing your best because you really present it as an invitation to the experience rather than you must do it this way. If you're not doing it this way, it's not going to work for you. Uh, it's not going to have any, you know, it's whatever you don't do that. You, you, it's a beautiful invitation from you in everything that I've seen you do anyway. Yes. Yes. And I think that permission base comes from being a movement therapist. So I really have taken all my dance movement therapy training and I have put it in the yoga room. So that's what makes me really different from other yoga teachers in general, I would say, because there's a lot, I mean, I've been to yoga classes where they yell at you and like, (laughs) I'm like, no, yeah. <laughs> Please don't yell at me. Like I'm here to take care of myself. And it's just such a um it's such a soft place for me to to show up and do my practice. The last thing I want is to be yelled at or told I'm doing it wrong or and there's none of that in my classes. None of that is so permission-based. And that's it, Jen in in her testimonial to me told me, Valinda, that's why I came to you. I waited for you to do an online training because it was so permission-based and it's like, come as you are, do your best. 90% of your practice is showing up. If you can show up, I promise you will get transformation. And that's what we do. And over time, when we show up for ourselves, right? So I take the seat three minutes a day. We call it taking the seat in my group over time. Guess who I start to trust me. Guess who I start to fall in love with me (laughs) yeah Yeah, i mean someone said if you want to do if you want to fall in love with yourself do a sadhana which is a daily spiritual practice for 365 days (laughs) i've done 150 days sadhana before i've never done one for that's not true i did grace of god for a year i have done one for a year so what we're doing is we're taking the seat we're showing up exactly how we are, not when we lose five pounds or when we can get up in the morning or when we're gonna quit coffee or when we're gonna drink the green juice. I mean, it's just like, all that goes away. <laughs> it's like, stop it. Yeah. Just show up exactly how you are and do your three minutes 
that's it. And the rest will just happen. Yeah. That's like, like really why, because there are, you know, we obviously here at the sisters enchanted, there's a lot, we have a lot of options when it comes to contributing teachers and people who want to work with us or present to our students or something. And when it comes to, to this topic, we just always come back to you because it is such a, a beautiful invitation to to be where you are. And we know that working with so many people over the last five years, I mean, like thousands of people, that that is like, there's a common denominator in that people are busy, overwhelmed, want something different, but can't even fathom making the time and space to have something different. And that's our approach with, with uh, even things like teaching tarot or crystals or something. It's like, just pick it up. And what does the, like, what's the, the story in your mind about the card you're looking at? You don't need to memorize it. You know, a crystal, it doesn't matter which one it is, just hold it and sort of, you know, feel it and then put it down and do something else and come back to it when you can. And that's how you present Kundalini yoga. Because I think that for a lot of people, if you look it up online, you see, you know, like specific outfits or, uh, very specific settings or like ways of being, or because it is uh, a different, the chants are not in English and people can get, you know, really derailed by that. And it just, just giving it an initial sort of Google on the internet can feel like there's like a lot of barriers to being able to do it, but you just take all that away and make it accessible and allow the everyday person to experience the change in their life very quickly through these practices. And it's so great. The women in my group, I have over a thousand women in my uh, conversations with my soul sister. So I do vet every person that comes over there because this is like my personal practice. Like I'm sharing with you what transformed my life as a new mom and, and what has worked for me my whole life, you know, being on a spiritual path for almost 30 years. Like I'm, I'm whittling it down and just sharing that. So it's very personal to me. So you will notice on my YouTube channel, I, I, I just got, I just scratched the surface. If you want to go super deep with me, you have to get into my online courses where I really go deep. And then, um, and also our 40 day meditations, um, which I take off of YouTube and I take them into my group and I teach in there. Cause that just feels safer to me. Like, yeah. You, sometimes YouTube, I get the nastiest comments just because it says Kundalini. They think it's like sex yoga or the, I mean, it's crazy. The comments I get and I'm super introverted and this is very personal to me. Um, and it's very, um, it's very sweet. And I really love every woman who comes to me. Like they feel my love. Like I love them. I, I you know, like, <laughs> I'm like, I love you guys, you know, like, um, and, and I care, you know, yeah. and I have integrity and um I'm not yeah so I do just just so you know I know I I talked about the YouTube but yeah sometimes um to go deep with me you want to get in my group for sure oh, yeah YouTube is like so much social media it's so challenging because you oh. you just even with them I can imagine too with Kundalini because we get we get a I wouldn't say a lot but I mean, at least enough that it's sort of recognizable now either like a Facebook comment or like an email where somebody will talk about like, oh, I had this big Kundalini awakening. And then there was all this stuff that happened. And then, you know, nine times out of 10, I want to write back and be like, it does not sound to me like what you're experiencing 
is one in the same about like anything we would be able to help you with. <laughs> and sometimes it could be a nervous system disorder. It could yeah. be something literally physically going on with them that they need to go to the doctor. Like, yeah. I mean, Kundalini awakening, my Kundalini has awakened over 27 years of practicing. It just means I have a heightened level of awareness. It means that, um, you know, I feel things deeply. Like, it doesn't mean like, I, I don't know what people think it means, but yeah, it's it's not about going crazy for sure. It's definitely not. Yeah, no. So I think it's really, I, I think it's a testament to your character too, that you have some boundaries and you still put yourself out there, even though the way, you know, your, you look in your videos, you, you don't have on the like attire that you would see a lot of people wearing. And it's just, you're really authentic in who you are and what you bring yeah to help people. And I think that's, that's very valuable and special. Yes. I prefer being authentic than like fronting what, you know, like <clears throat> I really want people to learn to love themselves exactly how they are. Like that is so important to me, authenticity and loving yourself exactly how you are. And, um, and it's been my journey. So, you know, and I'm still on the journey. I had a woman message me on Instagram. She said, Valinda, I've been doing your meditation for five days and I'm not, oh, I'm not enlightened yet. Like my Kundalini isn't awakened. And I'm like, girl, <laughs> like I literally have been on the spiritual path over half my life. You're never going to arrive. I'm sorry yeah. to say that. And so, you know, so sometimes I feel like, you know, I am, I do have integrity. I am very authentic. And I do kind of share that. So I lose people with that because yeah. they're like, well, forget that. I'm going to go, you know, blow my chakras open and <laughs> holotropic breath work, which I have done holotropic breath work. And let me tell you, talking about um, not to discount, because I'm getting all these ads for breath work now. It's like the big thing right now, right? Is yeah. breath work. We do a ton of breath work in Kundalini, but in a controlled way. Yeah, you're literally you can you're you're blowing out your nervous system for some of that like holotropic breath work, which I did. And it is so powerful. And if you're not ready for that psychologically, emotionally and spiritually, it, yeah, it can be it can be very uh, disruptive. Yeah, so, I think yeah. Um, breath work. And I know like when I do whenever I do anything that you've offered, you know, like I said, I, it's like a tangible energy. I feel really great. And I often caution people um, around breath work though, who don't have somebody really supportive or to like scaffold you to doing it. Because if you do have, if you're a person who has anxiety or any kind of panic, and then you just start doing breath work, oh my goodness, it's like, that's, that's like opening the door for anxiety and panic to enter. <laughs> and you know, what's interesting that you say that, because one of the girls I met in your, in your group, who's been with me many, many years now she um she has been doing a panic and anxiety meditation for like three years and it has gotten rid of her panic attacks so you do have to look at the person individually and help yeah. them individually so yeah so that's why when you do my courses we do everything like one to two minutes like you're not doing <laughs> you know for, <laughs> for 31 minutes or something or 11 minutes because yeah can be overwhelming to your nervous system, especially if you haven't done a lot of this work. So we go really slow and we say rest when you need to and listen to your body and, and 
And, but yeah, we do a lot of like holding the breath out for um, people with panic and anxiety. And you know, it can go one or two ways. Some people are like, oh my God, I felt like I was gonna die. Yeah. And it, it does, because it, you're breathless, right? When you're holding the breath out, it's, it's a little death, we call it, because you're facing breathlessness. And when is the only time we're without breath? Is death. So it does bring it up. Uh, and oftentimes I say, what you work out on your mat you're not gonna act out in your life. So we face ourselves fully on our mats. We go through so much, people cry. I cried my first five years of Kundalini. I had so much grief in my lungs, just getting rid of so much stored stuff in my body, emotions. Um, and then it lifted, you know? So we are doing a lot of clearing. And people yeah. will say, oh my God, I had no idea I was gonna cry at the end of class. We were in child's pose or you were playing the crystal bowl or the gong and I just, I just had the biggest emotional release happens all the time because I don't know if you're familiar with the book when the body keeps score, but it's mm -hmm. all about, yeah, how we hold that. And this is so dance therapy because we hold um, emotion and trauma in our body. So Kundalini, we do a lot of tapping. So it's Acu yoga, it's chakra yoga. We're yeah. moving spinal flexes. It's energy yoga because we're activating, um, the the glands and we're squishing the organs and a lot of it can be done seated we do do some standing poses when you get deeper into my work but most of what i teach online is seated just because i want to invite everyone so good um okay so why don't you tell well actually before i i don't know if you've ever listened to the end of one of our podcast episodes but i do this thing where I ask people this or that. So you have to pick your favorite thing of two things. Okay. Let's do a quick round of this or that. I only have a okay. couple of them. So you okay. gotta tell me which one. You ready? I say pick. this or that. No, or I'll just... like I'll give you two things and you pick your favorite okay. one of the two things. Okay. okay. This or that. The first one is <laughs> tacos or pizza. It's really see, it's really oh, not that's that a hard one. Oh, <laughs> pizza, because my husband has a pizza oven. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'd like that. Yeah, I bring my A game with the questions to these very professional podcasts. <laughs> Tacos for pizza. I love All right, the next one. By hand, he makes amazing pizzas. So really? Birthday, I want the pizza from the pizza oven. Okay. <laughs> I have to come out your way sometime and invite myself over. Oh, please come anytime. <laughs> You're always welcome. Yeah, bring your hand. All right, the next one: day or night. These are hard. See, isn't that funny? Because I overthink things. <laughs> day. Uh, the next. Okay, so so far I got pizza in daytime. The next one, the water, like the ocean, or like a forest or woods area. Ocean. Ocean. Me too. Um, reading books or listening to audio books. Reading. I'm a huge reader. Yeah. I. Uh, the spring or the fall where you live though. I don't know if this is super relevant, but spring or fall. Spring. Um, if you had to pick a crystal, a rose quartz or an amethyst. Amethyst. Uh, three more coffee or tea. Coffee. <laughs> Pen or pencil. Pen. Last one. Sweet or salty. Salty. <laughs> I like your answers. I think that we would have picked probably the same things. 
Are you an INFP? <laughs> oh, I forget what I am. I don't know. I could look. Hold on. No, I'm not gonna look now. I can't ever remember what I am, but it's one of the intro introverted. Introvert, intuitive, feeling, and perceiving. That's yeah. I, I think I might not be the P at the end. The, you might be um, the J, judging. Yeah. I My might daughter's be, INFJ. Yeah, I might be a J. I always forget. I take so many of these personality tests all the time and I can't ever remember. I'm like, what's my Enneagram? 16personalities.com. Yeah. To do it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. And it's yeah. pretty right on. Every time I've taken it over the years, I've gotten the same exact one. So I'm the mediator, which makes sense that I'm a yoga teacher. Yes, I'm not the mediator. I am, uh, I forget what mine was. Most recent. I, mine actually did change from like five years ago till now. Okay. I did it again running your own business, all the work that you do. <laughs> <laughs> it did change. You've had and to then, be a little bit more extroverted. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so interesting because I'm actually like a huge, I am a huge introvert and nobody thinks it of me, but there's something about like the computer screen and the camera that doesn't get to I me agree. as much. I'm the same exact way because when we're done, I shut it Yeah, and no one's here. Exactly. I used to run uh, classes out of my home before COVID. So I would have 10 women in my house. So if you buy my online courses, it's 10 women in my house and me teaching and people go, oh, Valinda, you're such an extrovert. Oh, I'm not. And then we yeah. would have tea and food after and then they'd leave. And I would do that one big class a week and I'd be like exhausted. Like, yeah, no, it's a common misconception. People think I'm an extrovert and like, but for me to do a live event in person, it's got like, it's a lot. I most often say no, because it's just, it is so overwhelming for me that I pretty much like shut down for a whole week after. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I work for this woman here in Los Angeles. She's a famous DJ and we'll have over a hundred women show up. To, she actually did my teacher training and um, we'll have over, we used to have over a hundred women show up for the events. I would spend like two days preparing for the event then give all that I had at the event. And then I'd be like out for two days after the event. Yeah. <clears throat> so true. No, it's really challenging. Even um, pre-COVID, the live events we would run, I, uh, the last two, I did not actually stay on site. Anna did. And then we always had another team member stay on site, but I stayed somewhere else because I just, it's like, so it's so much. For, I don't know what it is. It's so much for me, but anyway, that's a <laughs> whole other <laughs> we're super empathic uh, we feel things very deeply like so I think you know and, and the work that we do is about that yeah so you know people gravitate towards that so we do have to have really strong boundaries um, um, I yeah. know I do because yeah me yeah, too myself so yep me too my friend we definitely have that in common also um okay so everybody who's curious uh, you can, well, you can find Valinda. She contributed a moon centers Kundalini yoga class to our holistic witchery program. So that's a bonus in there for people who register, but your website is at southbayyoginis.com. Yes. So Everything about me is there. Yeah. And you can find your courses on there also. Yes. It's like grab an online course now. And then I have book a one-on-one -on -one with me. So I do 20 minute, $20 angel card readings. I've had so that. You've done that for me I've before. Been doing, I've been doing um, card readings. I think I got into tarot like way before I even got into yoga. Like I brought my mother piece image was my first yeah. deck 
with the book in Santa Barbara and I started doing tarot. So yeah, I've been doing tarot a long time. So yeah, I do angel card readings um, and I teach you. I also went to Clearsight Clairvoyance School um, here in, in Los Angeles for a year when I was pregnant. So I use a lot of that stuff every single day, like how to cleanse spaces. I still actually, I still, I just cleansed somebody's house in Korea the other day. Like I still clean houses energetically. Um, and I used to work for a real estate agent here in Los Angeles who could not sell houses. She would, every time she would have a glitch in a house, she would call me. <clears throat> and I would go in like with my gong, with my bowl, with my tarot, with my sage. And I would do a reading and a cleansing on the house. Three days later, it would sell. She said I was her secret weapon. <laughs> I believe it. I was her secret weapon. So I did that for a long time. So yeah, I still do that kind of under the rug. Like nobody knows I really do that. But um, well, now yeah. people know. <laughs> yeah, I, just, I just actually did one in Korea um, to a woman. Yeah, a woman's mom in Korea who was having trouble with um, some entities in her house. So I was able to clear them, but new ones showed up. So. <laughs> Well, I guess she'll always have a job. <laughs> yeah, I'll always have a job. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I do these readings for people and I teach you how to call in your higher self and cleanse energy. And then I also do 30 minute, $30. I'm keeping my COVID special. Um, 30 minute, $30 one-on-ones like this. Like, and I'll take you through a Kundalini class. So good. I should yeah. pick one of those. I, I love all the things. That love doing that for people yeah it's so fun and then you know we can record it and you can have it and practice it over and over yeah if you want. oh my but gosh yeah, a ton of online stuff ton that's an amazing online. steal anybody who's listening to this you gotta go book valinda out because she's gonna after yeah. she's after this publishes you're gonna have to change the price because you're gonna sell out of this <laughs> I, just, I used to be 50 dollars, but you know because covid and so many people lost their jobs and i just wanted to make it accessible to everyone so i changed it to 30. 30 minutes, $30. And then, um, yeah, but everything's on my website. So, and I have like a, a picture of tarot. I have like angel card readings, book a one-on-one -on -one with me. Um, and then, you know, I'm on Udemy, Kundalini Yoga for Stress and Anxiety. That's actually my biggest selling course. I have, I think 1200 students, five-star review. Um, and then you want to get in my group for support because I can help you with the chance. And I have all the files in my group and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, so you, we will link all of Belinda's stuff um, under, if you go to our blog, the sistersenchanted.com forward slash blog, that's where you'll find this episode when it airs. It's, you'll see all the links there. Of course, you can just find Belinda at southbayyoginis.com. Belinda yeah. is in, I think you gotta be in most of our Facebook groups. If you're a student of ours, you can find her for sure in Holistic Witchery. Uh, so you can find her that way and follow through to the uh, to her groups and find her. And at the very least, we will have her, um, or Belinda, you will have all of your links at our sistersenchanted.com forward slash blog on our blog page, where we will um, put this video and the podcast. And then of course, in the show notes, all the places. So you should be able to find Belinda. If you can't find her though, just let us know. And we will, <laughs> we will direct yeah, you to her. Hey, just South Bay Oginis, And I live stream every week, Mondays at 1 PM Pacific standard time. I teach one minute yoga hacks for daily living. So that's a great place to just grab something because I've been doing that for many years. And then yeah. I upload it to my YouTube channel. So I do reuse those videos. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm on Facebook every single day. I love Facebook. It's my, it's my jam. Uh, I'm almost also on Instagram. So Valinda Yoga. Cool. 
So you'll find her in all the places. All the places. I even have a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, find Melinda. Go to her website. Get all the things. Get your Kundalini yoga on. Is I don't even think I put my podcast to my website. I need to call my website gal and, ha- and have her add it because I've been doing it for years. I'm on Anchor. And yeah. so it, it's the podcast where you just record on your phone. So like when I think about it, I'm like, oh, I should do a podcast. I'm like, hey guys, you know, (laughs) (laughs) you just start doing it. Yeah. I just started doing it. So I'm on, uh, yeah. Anchor. Uh, my life is my sadna is the name of it, which is your daily spiritual practice. Yeah. I love it. Well, then I guess we will round it up there. Uh, again, find Belinda at southbayyoginis.com, Belinda yoga on Instagram. You can find her in any of our groups on our page. And, uh, of course you can get her bonus class as part of our holistic witchery program as well. And that is at holisticwitchery.com, holistic with an H and that's it. All right, then Belinda, thank you so much for taking the time out to talk to us. My pleasure. I love your ladies. I love you guys. And yeah, I'm here for you. If you, if you can commit to three minutes a day for your spiritual health and well-being and your nervous system and your mind, I can help you and your body. All right, everyone. Well, check out Belinda, check out um, for us, Holistic Witchery. And until next time, I hope that y'all have an enchanted rest of your day ahead. Bye.